Welcome to the Profit Fantasy Football Show. Everything NFL and fantasy football related all season long. With your hosts, Calvin Wright and JT Runkin. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Profit Fantasy Football Show. Week 2 starts and sits. They're here. Week 2 starts and sits. This is where things start to get interesting because it's no longer just Oh, this is the guy you drafted first, so you start him. No, this is where things get interesting. And my co-host, JT Runke, and I, we are here to break down the week two matchups and give you our starts and sits of the week. Now, uh, we were not able to record live, so I'll uh, awkwardly say, hey, what do you have for us, JT? And then he will talk. Uh, but it, 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 the information's great. It actually sounds great. We got good feedback when we did this last week. So here we go. I'm going to start things off. You know how I like to do this show. Not a lot of introduction, not a lot of talking about. I'm really excited about week two. No, we give you the starts, we give you the sits, we give you the information. My first start of the week is a wide receiver, and it's Elijah Moore. It's Elijah Moore. He saw, I think it was a 24.1% target share, scored 53% of the wide receiver points for the Cleveland Browns in week one. Now, it was not a fantastic fantasy football performance. Why? Because it was a downpour. If you watch that Cincinnati-Cleveland Browns game, the weather was atrocious. It just was not a good game for either passing offenses. But Elijah Moore was targeted early and often by Deshaun Watson. Amari Cooper, who I also love, he was someone that I've talked a lot about this offseason. He got banged up a bit in this game. He is going to be playing. He returned in that game. But that is something to keep an eye on because Amari, uh, Elijah Moore could have an opportunity to really establish himself as potentially the one for Deshaun Watson, who I think once Deshaun Watson is back and like rolling and not as as rusty, I think he'll be a really good NFL quarterback. He was a good fantasy option last week, and I think he will be down the road too. But that is someone that I am starting this week, Elijah Moore. I'm pretty confident that he can have a pretty big day. I'm not expecting 20 points from Elijah Moore, but against Pittsburgh, who just got shredded by the 49ers, I could see him putting up about 16 points. That, that's where I would project him. Look, on sleeper picks, they've got him projected for 2.5 receptions, which seems incredibly low. So we're taking that over, and we're using code PROFIT when we do that. But Elijah Moore, week two, start of the week at wide receiver. JT, what do you have for us? Week two is here, and that means starts and sits are back, starting with the guys that I think are must-starts this week, locking into all of my lineups if I have them in my leagues. We're going to start with the quarterback position. I have two here today, starting with Anthony Richardson, who I think had a surprisingly good game for a lot of people, especially for me. I didn't expect him to be this good this quick. Definitely was very productive against what most people consider a middle-of-the-road Jacksonville Jaguars defense. He did it through the air. He did it on the ground game. Definitely going to get a lot more touches on the ground game, only getting six designed looks in his first week. I expect that to go up through as the season progresses. And look, I think Anthony Richardson is going to have a really good day against a pretty good Houston front seven. Now, I think they're going to be able to get after the quarterback, but that's what Anthony Richardson is so good at, making those plays once he does have that pressure. I'm expecting him to get a lot more usage on the ground this week. And also, the 
Houston Texans are most likely going to be missing Jalen Petrie and Jimmy Ward in that secondary. So I think once again, Anthony Richardson is going to have a lot of success in the passing game as well, especially against these two teams who are both looking for their first win, a divisional game. I like Anthony Richardson to put up a lot of fantasy points this week. My next quarterback is Daniel Jones. And I know Daniel Jones had a historically bad uh, offensive day along with the entire New York Giants offense, but they go from probably playing one of the best defenses in the NFL last week in the Cowboys to now playing probably one of the worst NFL defenses in the Arizona Cardinals, who also might be without Buda Baker this week. I'm looking for the New York Giants to get back on track this week, get that offense humming, especially with Darren Waller, getting him more involved, getting a lot of these wide receivers involved and getting Saquon Barkley involved a lot more. I'm expecting a lot more production out of Daniel Jones. I really did like what I saw from the minimal run game that Daniel Jones was given in this first game out there, but I think they're going to have a massive bounce back game. And I think that Daniel Jones is going to have some fantasy production this week. All right. My next star of the week at wide receiver is someone who had a lot of preseason hype. A lot of, uh, you know, people thought he finally got a quarterback. He's finally going to do it. DJ Moore. We all know the story. Week one was atrocious, not just for DJ Moore, but this Bears offense as a whole. I am projecting a pretty big bounce back performance for the Chicago Bears. They've talked about there was an emergency meeting after this game with the offensive coordinators to say what on earth is going on. I said, hey, maybe we were too conservative just throwing screen passes all day long they're going to go out there and they're going to manufacture manufacture is the key word here they're going to manufacture and force feed dj more the ball manufacturing touches and tampa bay solid defense yes but they gave up a lot a lot last week to justin jefferson and jordan addison so i think dj Moore can capitalize in a big way this week 4.5 points last week two targets 25 yards. I'm expecting a massive bounce back. Look on sleeper picks, 3.5 is the over-under on his receptions. We're taking that over all day long because they've come out and said we're going to get him the ball more. Sometimes the coaches lie. Sometimes they don't. And when you when you make this massive move in the offseason to get this wide receiver one for your developing quarterback, they're going to get him involved. They're going to get him the ball. And let's be honest, the competition for the other touches, it's not competitive. Chase Claypool is likely a healthy scratch week too. If you watch the film, this was going viral on Twitter. It looked like he was a zombie sleepwalking out there. So I'm not worried about him taking anything from DJ Moore. Massive bounce back coming in. And uh, if you want to capitalize, not just in your fantasy lineup, use code PROFIT, play sleeper picks, take the over on DJ Moore. I think that one is going to hit pretty big this week. Uh, JT, what do you have for us? Moving on to the running backs. And my first running back this week is James Cook. I think James Cook quietly had a pretty productive day last week that was overshadowed by the Aaron Rodgers news and that pretty bad loss that the Buffalo Bills suffered last week. But once again, another guy who is going from play from facing a very, very good New York Jets defense into a very young and not very good loss 
Vegas defense in the Raiders. I think James Cook is going to be a lot more involved this week, even more than he was last week. And I think that the Buffalo Bills are really going to take a look in the mirror and Josh Allen is going to have to admit the fact that he can't play hero ball every single game. I think James Cook is going to be a lot more involved in the passing game as well as relying on him in the running game against this defense that, that, that isn't very good against the run. I'm expecting a big day on James Cook because I think, frankly, the Bills are going to have a big day putting up a lot of points. My next running back this week that is a must start is Rashad White for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Rashad White didn't have a very productive day in his first game against the Minnesota Vikings. But the big thing that I'm taking away from this is that his volume was very, very good. Played 70% of the offensive snaps. There is no doubt that this guy is the running back one in this offense. I really did like what he got in the running or in the passing game, rather. Um, and if he can just be a little bit more efficient in the running game, I think you're going to see a lot of that fan fantasy value come to fruition. They're playing a Chicago Bears defense that really is not very good or good at stopping the run. So I'm expecting a big day out of Rashad White this week as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers try to go 2-0. and All right, my running back start of the week is Jameer Gibbs. I have been so high on Jameer Gibbs. He was profit-approved. He is profit-approved. But look, last week, incredibly efficient, incredibly, incredibly explosive. We saw the talent. It jumped out on the screen. If you watched it, he passes every eye test. But he did not get a lot of opportunities. What was it? Nine nine carries last week. Not, not what we wanted from our, our third or fourth round running back. But Jameer Gibbs is going to be more involved down the stretch. Oh, sorry. It was seven, seven carries last week. And Sleeper has taken him over 8.5. I, I think he hits that. Look, they said, they came right out and said, week one, you don't really know how the rookies are going to process what's going around them. You're not sure how they're going to adjust to the speed, so you can't rely on them heavily in the game plan. But week two, I think that he is going to be given a lot more opportunity on the ground, and I think he'll see a lot of production through the air as well. Why? Because the Seattle Seahawks, Detroit Lions, it's turned into a bit of a rivalry. It has been high-scoring shootouts two, three years in a row. And this is a game where David Montgomery might get game scripted out and Jameer Gibbs is the guy who's on the field third downs a lot, especially if it gets high scoring. He's going to be he's going to be seeing, I'm projecting him about 4.5 receptions this week, which if you play in a PPR league, you know that that is golden for a running back. So Jameer Gibbs, not worried at all about the lack of uh, volume last week. He is... Uh, what was it, the 12th overall pick in the draft. They're going to use him. And I don't want to put too much emphasis on this, but we saw what DeAndre Swift did on Thursday night football, 175 against the Vikings, massive day. The Lions might want to show what they have. They might want to show, oh, we got someone even better. We aren't stupid. So... Not not that the, the personal stuff plays into my rankings, but it gives an edge. I think that they might really want to say, hey, look, look at Jameer Gibbs. He's special. Now, my next running back start of the week is Saquon Barkley. Saquon is another player who had a massive dud week one. That game got out of hand 
very, very quickly. And Saquon Barkley was not able to really do anything. He had 12 attempts, 4.25 a carry. It was nice, but but that game, he just couldn't really see any volume because they were down so early. But against Arizona, you know, call me crazy. I don't foresee Arizona uh, doing what Dallas did to the Giants. And I think that this is a game that the Giants will actually potentially run up the score quickly, which will likely involve Saquon Barkley finding the end zone. And then the second half, they'll probably want to just run down the clock, run the ball with Saquon. And we saw 12 carries last week. I think we see more like 18 to 22 for Saquon this week. I have currently projected 18 rushing attempts for 77 yards and a touchdown. And then I'm expecting 3.5 receptions for about 25 yards, which would, would total up to about 18 points. So I'm pretty high on Saquon Barkley. It's a good time to buy low. A lot of people might go, oh my gosh, the Giants are headed for a regression this year, which they likely are. But I do think that Saquon is going to have a very good season and that week one performance is about as low as it's going to get for Saquon. So start of the week at running back is Saquon Barkley. Do not fear. JT, what do you have for us? Moving on to the wide receivers that are must starts this week. And I must say, just to put emphasis, I think T Higgins is going to have a massive game this week. Definitely bouncing back from last week. E- echo everything that Calvin said. Um, but I, there's, there's just no way that T Higgins goes from, um, getting eight targets last week and no receptions to uh, not having another great game this week. I really like his matchup against the Baltimore Ravens. Their secondary is also banged up already, and a lot of attention will be put on Jamar Chase, which I expect opens a lot of things up for T. Higgins. T. Higgins is a must-start in all of my leagues this week. My next two must-start wide receivers are both the LA Chargers wide receivers in Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Look, they're playing a Tennessee Titans defense that is going to be missing some key pieces in the secondary this week with Imani Hooker, the safety out, and also Christian Fulton, the cornerback out. We know that Austin Eckler is probably not going to play in this game unless by some miracle, but I don't think that the Chargers were going to try to win the game through the ground game anyways because of how good that Tennessee Titans defense is run defense is what isn't good about the Tennessee Titans defense is that secondary and Keenan Allen knows all about that last year had eight receptions on nine targets for 86 yards good for 10.8 yards per target he's going to get targeted a lot this week against this Titans defense and then also Mike Williams going up against Roger McCreary, a clear mismatch, didn't have a lot of success last year, only caught four balls on 48 yards, but I'm expecting Mike Williams to maybe have a sneaky big day as the Chargers tried to exploit the big play potential that the Tennessee Titans cannot stop. So therefore, I'm starting both of these guys with confidence. All right, at quarterback, I'm just going to rattle these guys off. Jared Goff, Trevor Lawrence, and Justin Fields. Jared Goff, I said it before when I was talking about Jameer Gibbs. This is a high-scoring rivalry. It turns into shootouts often. And I think Jared Goff is is someone who should not just be rostered everywhere. He should be started everywhere this week. He had a very, very good real-life performance last week. It didn't result in a ton of fantasy production, but 253 and what touchdown. I think he goes for two and a half touchdowns this week and I see him throwing for about 300 yards. So Jared Goff is someone that I'm starting very confidently this week at the quarterback position. But I'm also starting Trevor Lawrence. This Chiefs game, this is going to be the high-scoring, you know, 
game of the week. I think it's um it the over under. I I'm trying to pull it up. I last I looked, it was it was one of the highest scoring games of the week. But Trevor Lawrence came out last week at a great game, uh, but it slowed down in the second half. If you watched, they really force fed the ball to Calvin Ridley in the first half, and then the Colts slowed that down. And they really relied on Travis Etienne in the second half of football, which was great for fantasy. But the Kansas City Chiefs are going to put up much more of an offensive fight than Indianapolis did, especially with Travis Kelsey back. And especially after that week one loss to the Lions, Kansas City is going to want to go out there and show we don't need new wide receivers. We are we are what we are. We are still the Kansas City Chiefs. We are still the team to beat. We are still the number one offense. And that is going to force Trevor Lawrence to throw the ball a lot this week. And with the weapons that he has in Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, Travis Etienne, it's going to result in a massive fantasy day. So Trevor Lawrence is one of my week two booms of the week at quarterback position. And then I'm going to give one more quarterback. It's Justin Fields. I talked about it with DJ Moore. The offense was way too conservative. They're going to push the ball downfield. It might have some turnovers, but I think he's going to end up with a lot more yardage than he did week one against the Packers, and I expect him to run the ball a lot more effectively this week. Uh, it really was a disappointing day if you drafted Fields in the fourth round. You were sickened by that performance, but I'm expecting a massive bounce back week too from this entire Bears offense, but especially Justin Fields. Um, do I think Justin Fields is an elite passer? No, I don't. But Tampa Bay just got shredded. Justin Jefferson went for 150. Addison had himself a day. Justin Fields is going to have himself a day week two. So start him with full confidence and don't worry about that week one dud. JT, what do you have for us? My next wide receiver, actually in the same game on the other side of the ball, Traylon Burks. He's going up against a secondary that might be even worse than the Tennessee Titans secondary. And without DeAndre Hopkins potentially this week, I think we finally see that Traylon Burks breakout game that we've been wanting to see. We saw some shades of it last year when he played the Green Bay Packers. And then in the next game, he continued that trend, except he left that game with a concussion on a questionable hit from the Philadelphia Eagles. But I think we start to see that reemergence this week. He probably is going to be, like I said, the number one wide receiver out there for this Tennessee Titans offense that passed it 37 times against the Saint against the Saints last week. So I'm looking for Traylon Burks to finally have his big breakout game, and I'm confident starting him as a flex option this week. All right, if we're talking sits, Garrett Wilson is probably the biggest one that comes to mind. This, se- this seems obvious, but he did find the end zone with Zach Wilson last week, but they're facing Dallas, who's had a whole week to game plan for Zach Wilson. The identity of the Jets is going to be a run-heavy defensive team. And that is not really good for Garrett Wilson's fantasy value. We all know that, but I am expecting this to be a bit of a a, a low-scoring game. And if the Jets do have offensive production, it's probably coming from Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall. I'm not confident in either of those guys either this week, but I'm sitting Garrett Wilson. As much as it pains me, I would I would honestly play Jahan Dotson over Garrett Wilson this week. It's rough. I would play Elijah Moore over Garrett Wilson this week. That's, yeah, it's it, we're to that point. JT, who's who are some of your sits? 
All right, I'm also sitting Terry McLaurin. I talked about this a lot on TikTok, but Jahan Dotson saw 24% target share last week. Terry McLaurin saw 13% target share last week. I am not really confident in this offense, especially against Denver, a pretty decent secondary. But I'm expecting this to be a low-scoring game, and unless Terry McLaurin finds the end zone, I don't think it's going to be a good fantasy day. I like Jahan Dotson still. I'm flexing him in two leagues this week, but I think that he's going to be the one with Sam Howell. We saw that in preseason. We saw that week one. And now in a low-scoring matchup, I don't think you can start Terry McLaurin especially when we haven't seen a connection with him and Sam Howell. So sadly, Terry McLaurin, a player that was profit-approved years ago, is on the bench this week. JT, what do you have for us? My last must-start of the week is a tight end that might not be on your radar this week and may be available in some of your leagues, but it's Zach Ertz. And I know last year he had a lot of production, but I know how down a lot of people are on this Arizona Cardinals offense. But what we saw in week one against the Commanders is that James Conner and Zach Ertz are the main focal points of this offense. If you go back and look at the Cowboys who played the Giants last week, Jake Ferguson was getting targeted a lot in that game and seeing some early production before the game got out of hand and they benched all of their starters. I'm expecting the Cardinals to do a lot of the same against this Giants defense and exploit that young linebacking core, that inexperienced linebacking core. And I think that's where Zach Ertz really fits in this week. I'm expecting Josh Dobbs to find him a lot this week, and I think he could really have some success against this Giants defense. So if you're looking for a tight end streaming option, I would go with Zach Ertz. And now we must move on to the must-sit guys of the week. These guys I have no confidence in this week and think should be left on your bench, even though they might be enticing options. I will run down why. Starting with the quarterback, Russell Wilson is a must-sit this week. He's playing a commander's defense that has a top-five secondary unit. I didn't really like the the offensive explosiveness that I saw. They will have Jerry Judy back, which might be a plus, but I think this defense is good, and with them getting Chase Young back, I think they get back or get to the quarterback very often this week. I think it's a low-scoring game and, and kind of a defense-heavy game between the Broncos and the Commanders, so I'm sitting Russ if you are even considering him. You can move on now to my running backs that I am sitting this week. First one, Najee Harris. Not really much to say besides... This Pittsburgh Steelers offense didn't really have a lot of success running the ball against the 49ers offense or defense last week. And now they go up maybe even against a better front seven in the Cleveland Browns. I'm expecting this game to be won through the air if possible by the Steelers. Um, but I, I don't think Najee really has a path to fantasy success this week against the Browns defense that really, really looked good against the Cincinnati Bengals last week. Another running back that I am not uh, playing this week, Joshua Kelly, who is probably filling in for Austin Eckler. I really don't see any road to fantasy relevance this week for Joshua Kelly. Um, if Austin Eckler is out for extended periods of time, I would say yes, but the only problem is he's going up against a really, really good uh, run defense in the Tennessee Titans. I think if he would find success, it may be through the air in the receiving game. But once again, the Titans have some really good linebacking core units in Aziz Al-Shair, along with others that I think are, they're going to really try to stop that dump off game that Justin Herbert and Joshua Kelly tried to create this week. So he might be a, an interesting option, but I'm keeping him on the bench despite Austin Eckler not playing. My last two guys here that I am not playing, starting with George Pickens. 
once again, with Deontay Johnson out, we saw how this Browns secondary kind of locked down the Cincinnati Bengals last week and Jamar Chase and T Higgins. And now with George Pickens looking to get a lot more of the volume here with Deontay Johnson sidelined, I think Denzel Ward and this secondary are really going to pick him up and shut him down this week. Definitely a guy that does have some upside now that he may have some more opportunity for volume, but just not this week. I, I don't feel confident in him. All right. And this is my, my last one is my kind of bold prediction of the week. And I'm not, I'm not like benching him because of the draft capital you have invested. You can't actually put him on the bench. But I'm saying temper expectations big time for Travis Etienne. Massive week one. But I talked about it before. I think that I think that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to force Trevor Lawrence to throw the ball a lot more in the second half to his actual wide receivers. And while I think Travis Etienne can have a decent day if he finds the end zone. I'm not expecting an explosive performance. I I think that he is going to be one of the week two duds where we go, what happened? And it just is going to come down to game script. Trevor Lawrence doesn't really check down the ball much, so you're not going to get that. Trevor Lawrence likes to look downfield to Calvin Ridley <laughs> specifically. And I don't think that the, the Jaguars are going to be up really at all in this game enough that they're running clock with ETN. And unless he breaks off a big touchdown, which is always possible for ETN, I think that he has a disappointing week too. Uh, now, I, I'm not worried about him at all long season-wise. I think he's going to be an RB1. I love ETN. But this week specifically, I think that game script is going to really make it tough for Travis ETN to help you win your fantasy football week. So not benching him, but temper expectations big time when it comes to Travis ETN week two. JT, you have any more? And then finally, another guy that I'm sitting, definitely going back to this this Chargers-Titans game because I do think it has the potential for high scoring, but it, it, it depends on the player. And I think Gerald Everett is definitely a sit for me, even though he does have a good connection with Justin Herbert. Once again, I think this linebacking core and these safeties for the Tennessee Titans are really going to look to lock them down last week. The Titans, who once last season were fourth in or fourth last in tight end production. They were letting the fourth most points up to tight ends. They came back last week and only allowed Juwan Johnson three receptions on 33 yards. I expect them to once again try to shut down Gerald Everett in the red zone, especially. So I'm not expecting a touchdown from Gerald Everett, which really would bring him fantasy value. So that's why he's remaining on the bench if you are considering him. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up the week two starts and sits. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, make sure you leave a five-star review wherever you may happen to listen to this show, whether it's Spotify or Apple. And if you did like it, um, tell us why. Uh, is it because my voice is just sexy? I don't know. I, I need the feedback. I need the constructive feedback so we can continue to improve this show. And as always, guys, the show is sponsored by Sleeper. And on Sleeper Picks, when you use code PROFIT and make your initial deposit, they'll match that deposit 100% up to 100 bucks. So do that. Uh, yeah, it'll make you happy. It'll make me happy. Take the under on ETN, the over on Elijah Moore. Everyone's happy. Uh, we will see you on Monday with the week two recap. Season's flying by already. We'll see you next time.